Welcome back to another edition of the Pidari Podcast. This week, Jay's back. The guys discuss the NBA playoffs, the NFL, the MLB, and their garbage and gold for the week. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next week. That's on me. I had um, I I have a, a habitual habit where if I have apps open, I close them, and then I forgot I was using it. Oh, uh, that that was just like perfect timing. As I was explaining. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's let's get this going. All right, guys, welcome to another week with the Padari Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Noah. And I'm Jay Fly. I'm not Jay Song this time. <laughs> you know what? Okay. We we missed you last week, buddy. Uh, we're glad to have you back. Oh man, if, I feel so much better. I, I last week was so shitty because like I didn't want to keep you guys from like waiting to do, do the podcast. So I was like, just do it, and I'll 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 be back next week. <laughs> no, not not you're good, bro. We we held down the fort for you. That's what we do. Oh yeah, that's what we do. So Noah said, uh, or he mentioned to us earlier today or yesterday. I forgot what it was. I think it was yesterday. That this is our twentieth episode, so uh, whoop, whoop. yes, sir. Um, definitely went by fast. Uh, glad to be doing this with you guys, and uh, we're about to make it to our first full NBA season. And uh, we're gonna talk about some NBA today. We're gonna talk some NFL, some MLB. I think you, know you gotta just say what sport we're not talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We're, 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 we're gonna go through it all today. We we, we got a lot to cover, so. We're going to start out to 20 more, fellas. To 20 more. Yes, sir. And um, speaking of 20, Sue Bird is uh, retiring. I think this is her 20th or 21st year, like playing professional basketball or like just Mm. college and professional altogether. Shout out to Sue Bird, uh, UConn native. Uh, She all she knows is winning. And uh, (laughs) she's she's going out on not on. Not quite on top, but you know what I mean. She's she's going out. Shout out to Sue Bird. Like you don't, I mean, you, don't that's a... to, you don't need to know about basketball. I mean, like to or at least like you don't need to know WNBA to know who Sue Bird is. I think that's like a household basketball name. It is, it is, and I think uh, her career is a testament to just um, how how underrated the WNBA is. I know a lot. It gets a lot of hate and a lot of. Um, Underappreciation. I'm not saying I sit down and avidly watch the WNBA, but I do. I do watch it when it's on, and I I do think it's a lot better than people give it credit for. And Sue Bird is one of the uh, best. I I I am a huge fan of the Olympics. I watch the Olympics all the time, and to watch her on the Olympic stage um, whenever she was um, out there was just magical. She's uh, definitely a special player. So, congrats on the retirement, Bird. Yeah, I mean, if if I know a WNBA player's name, that means they got to be something special. Because I think I only know three, and she's one of them. So shout out to her. <laughs> I think I know like Brittany Grinder, Sue Bird, and Tarasu or something. Tarasi, Tarasi, Maya Moore, Candace Parker. Candace Parker, there's one. See, but if I know one, they got to be something special. So shout out to her. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess good career. I mean, I'm gonna not beat around the bush i'm not a huge WNBA fan but shout out she's definitely one of the best out there if i know you so and uh keeping it moving with basketball right now it is 706 yep you know what that means we're we're under two hours 
to game six of the NBA Finals. 706, it means somewhere Stephen A is giving a bad take. Oh, uh, I, I think it starts at 8 o'clock. Oh, well, he probably <laughs> okay. gave a bad take on first take. Oh, probably. probably. <laughs> but he's going to give another one on national TV at uh, 8 p.m. for the for the pregame. Mm-hmm. But Celtics-Warriors, it's in Boston. Another late 9 o'clock game, which we have, I think we call it. We absolutely <sighs> uh, hate it. East Coast hates the 9 o'clock game. Yeah, we, we do. We understand if it's West Coast, but East Coast uh, – Nah, we can't do that. But if, if the game's on the East Coast, they should at least start at eight. Yeah, eight, yeah, eight, eight. It's a a good start time for a prime time game on the East Coast. But and like if it's West Coast, they can start the nine o'clock. It's game six. If the Warriors win tonight, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr, they get their fourth fourth ship in the was it the past eight years, ten years, something like that. Twenty fifteen. 2015, so seven years. Fourth chip in the past seven years. Uh, Celtics win. They force a game seven on Sunday. Uh, so, what do you guys think is going to happen tonight? Go ahead, Noah. This is your team. <laughs> oh, man. I'll give you what I think is going to happen. I'll give you what I like uh, to happen. Uh, what I think is going to happen is uh, the Celtics are firing on all cylinders until the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter is when um, stuff goes down, and that's when Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and the people who you've never heard of until this year, like Jordan Poole and like Otto Porter, uh, and Kevon Looney. I mean, he he's been there for a while, but the, the the guys that you won't talk about until they win it all are gonna go off, and I think that the the Warriors are going to have one of their classic fourth quarters, and they're going to uh, leave every Celtics fan mad. And uh, Draymond Green will, you know, flip off the fans or do what he does, and that'll be sad. But what I would like to happen is for the Celtics to drive and keep driving. Don't don't settle for stupid jumpers. Drive and dunk on them consistently. Kevon Looney is legitimately the only big they have, and he's not even that great. There's no reason for Tatum and Brown and even Horford to some extent uh, to not drive in. And and White, for sure. White's been great at driving and smart to go in and be big at the basket and force them to foul you. They, they, They were doing it well in the third quarter of the last game, and then the fourth quarter they said, ah, let's just huck threes. And then they ended up losing. And that's just it's, – it's ridiculous that time in and time again, the Celtics just say, ah, let's just settle or let's waste the clock. If they're up by 10 points in the fourth quarter, I do not want to see them wasting the clock. There is no point to waste the clock in a game you need to win. Pile on the points. I don't care if there are benches out there. I don't care if, if whoever you have out there, if you got Sam – a bunch of the bench boys. You pile on the points. Go up 30. Go up 40. Bury them. They won't survive. But why they they're going to. So what I hope that they are, they are intact. Control the ball. They don't turn it over. And they drive. I'm tired of seeing threes. I'm tired of it. 
Jay. Uh, my original, uh, my original uh, guess or a take or whatever was Warriors and six. I'd love yeah. to see it go seven. Uh, just because, you know, I mean, then we'll just have baseball for three months. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just going to keep going to keep my Warriors and six just to keep my guests intact. But I think the fix is in. Adam Silver's not there tonight. So, uh, no, I mean, I hope the fix isn't in it. I, I, I'm like iffy on that. I really don't want – I'm not even going to get into that. But um, yep. Andrew Wiggins has been playing great basketball. And what game is it again? Game six. Game six. Who 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 plays great in game six? Uh, uh the, 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 the Afro light skin. Jackie freaking Moon. Clay Thompson. It's 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 Clay Clay Game Six Thompson. So I think I just read a stat. He averages almost thirty points in Game Sixes. So with that being said, I, I got the Warriors tonight. I mean, it's going to be a crazy crowd, you know. You know, you guys know. So, yourselves with so the even the crowd. even coming back from his injury, you think he he can still pull off uh, Game Six, Clay? He had one this uh this uh postseason, but I mean. I, I wouldn't say it's going to be, like, as great. But if you can give them at least, like, anywhere from 22 to 25, Warriors, Warriors by 10. Well, the thing is, if the Celtics do lose, I do agree. Excuse me. I think I do agree that they'd probably lose somewhere around 10. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I do see the Celtics winning and forcing game seven because, uh, you know, my prediction was Celtics in seven. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm not going to switch up. But also, what's going to determine if they win or not is if they take care of the ball because they've had a problem of turning the ball over all playoffs and making the series harder than it needs to be. Like the Milwaukee series could have easily been over in five. Miami could have easily been a sweep. Um, mm-hmm. This series could have easily, easily been over five. in five. Yeah. And uh, I just read a statistic earlier today when the Celtics – Turn the ball over at least 15 times. They're 0-8, I believe, in the playoffs right now. Yep. But when they take care of the ball and have less than, uh, was it, eight, uh, 15 turnovers, uh, they have, uh, I think, 12 wins or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're like 12-1. and one. Yeah. Um, so all they, all they really need to do is take care of the ball. And I think one thing they have going for them right now is they are 3-0 and in elimination games, facing elimination. This playoffs, and mm-hmm. the Warriors are zero and three, with the chance to uh, close out the series. So I'm gonna stick with my picks for the Celtics to force a game seven. And and I mean, you guys can't expect Steph Curry to play as bad as he did last game. Oh right? no, that that's the thing. I last game was like the perfect opportunity to. But I, but at the same time, at the same time, I will say that I don't think that the others will play as good as they played last game. So I mean, you Wiggins, don't think Wiggins, Wiggins is going to No, no, Wiggins will be good, but literally this whole series, it has just been Wiggins and Steph. No one else has been really stepping up, except last game. I feel like they got really good effort out of Poole last game. They got really good effort out of Kevon Looney last game. I just, I think, I think that, that uh, you let those guys get to you, you don't have a chance. But if you, if you can stop those guys, you, you'll be all right. And Rob Williams, Rob Williams needs to be out there if they. This is a this is a winner go home. Rob Williams, much much to the sadness of his injury, Rob Williams needs to be out on the floor until he needs to sit in a wheelchair. 
Oh, no, that's why that, like, you see these NFL players, I know they're, like, built different, but they be going out there with torn ligaments. Doing no, who, who, who was like, it that played with a collarbone, a broken collarbone? Matt Stafford, right? He came out yeah, and played with a broken collarbone. Up, yeah. Or, yeah, they're, they're all oh. built different. They have the will to compete. You are home in Boston. You're going to live off adrenaline. You're, you're, you're not going to feel your pain. And the Get, thing is, is you don't know when's the next time you're going to be in this position. Yeah. Oh, Clay did go out and shoot a free throw after tearing his ACL. Yeah, and Kobe yeah, yeah, yeah. shot a free throw after tearing his ACL. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, if if I if I see Udoka bench starters for more than a minute, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very heated because this is a must win game. You play your starters. Uh, Tatum and Brown, they should be playing. Tatum and Brown should play yeah. the whole game. One of them, one of them, one of them should be on the floor the whole game. There, sh- there should not be, there should not be a moment where they're both sitting on the bench, and there should be very seldom moments where they're both not on the floor together. You need at least one out on the floor. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying, I'm saying there should be maybe one minute max where they're both not on the floor. Oh yeah, yeah. And Tatum, like going back to the turnovers, I think most of it. Starts with Tatum. He said, "I don't know if you guys saw. He set the record for most turnovers in a in a playoff run." And um, it's just he needs to take care of the ball better. It's. I will say though, he I will say he's in, he's in great company though because he's right up there with uh, <laughs> Larry Bird and um, LeBron James. So. And I'm pretty sure was it a Kobe up there or Dwayne Wade? That's Dwayne Wade. Wade. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. yeah. But he. He just needs to take care, uh, take better care of the ball. He needs to attack today. He can't settle for those post fade jump yeah, shots. Yeah, those fadeaways are killing him. He's not Kobe. Chill out. He needs yeah, to. Like, he he needs to do what he did his freshman year: dunk on LeBron. Go in there and dunk on everybody. Kevon Looney is not a prolific rim protector. Their 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 bench center. Uh, well, I'm forgetting his name. He's the the European white boy. He's not a prolific rim protector. Draymond Green is shorter, like not shorter than the average center. Like go out there and attack the rim with ferociousness. Go out there and get fouled, get contact, make them try to guard you at the hoop. Make them try to block you. If they block you, so what? I got respect for you for trying to dunk on somebody. I'm tired of the fadeaway threes or the settle for jumpers because you're too weak to go in and drive. And, and that, that, that guy Wiggins has been locking them up. Well, oh, and yeah, Wiggins, Wiggins is showing that he doesn't care. Rob Williams is down there. Doesn't matter. I'm going to go down uh-huh. and dunk the ball. If it wasn't for Curry averaging thirty plus, I think Wiggins would win the Finals MVP. In my, I, I think, I think, oh, well, yeah, I think, I think, I think if uh, if Curry if Curry scores less than thirty, Wiggins gets MVP. If they, if they, no, 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 if they, if they win tonight, if they win tonight, and Wiggins has a good game, and Curry scores less than thirty, Wiggins gets the MVP. I, I think it's just crazy. He's had a. Almost thirty boards in the past two games. That's he's got the, he's got that verticality. That's insane. I didn't realize. Like I knew he was athletic, but I didn't realize he was that athletic. I'm actually like really happy to see him like living in his role though, 
Because, like, he, everybody was cramping on him after he was the number one pick, and then he was tra- didn't even play a game with the Cavs. And, just, and then he goes to the Timberwolves, and he doesn't shine there. And that, now he's living in a role, though, like, where, like, he's, he's accepting the role of, like, being, like, the third best player every night, maybe. And he's doing great at it. So it's awesome to say, in my opinion. I know not for you guys, but as a casual <laughs> fan here. No, no, I I don't mind Andrew Andrew Wiggins. I like Andrew Wiggins, just not just not this series. Yeah, every, every other series I like him, just not this series. Um, and talking about Robert Williams's injury, um, there was a report coming out that the Celtics are asking him to play through his injury, and then Isaiah Thomas tweeted and replied to the report saying, "LOL, heard that before." What do you guys? What do you guys? I think mean, you guys kind of. Oh, that was kind of dirty, but I mean, he he was never going to make it in the NBA just because of the lack of defense he could play, and how small he was. So like he had like that one one like miracle year, where you guys he, went to the he top was awesome that year. I missed yeah, that year. but like, king of the I mean, fourth like, adversity. But like I just feel like I feel like even if he didn't get hurt like that, I don't know if his longevity in the NBA would have been anything more than. Uh, a really good score, but can't be in the game for clutch moments like defensive-wise and such. I think just like we talk about, like, D-Rose, like, what – like, what you are those – one of those like what, what ifs? Or, like, Greg Oden, those what ifs? I feel like Isaiah Thomas could go up there in that list, like, what if he actually stayed healthy? <laughs> Obviously, he's not in the same tier as those players. I'm just ter- – in terms right, of – Right, right, right. I got you. In terms of like their their career, how it would have looked, I I think Isaiah Thomas, if he if it wasn't for his injuries, he would have been a contributor on any team that he went to. Yeah, probably. Or been like three or four inches taller. <laughs> um, like my height. <laughs> I I heard you be getting buckets though, Jay. So. Hey, G League don't count. <laughs> um. You know what, Jay? We'll we'll let you get your shine next because we're going to talk about your Sixers. Um, report came out that pretty much everyone's available from Thibel to Tobias Harris. Cork uh, was it Cork Cork whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Shake Milton. Literally everyone but Embiid is on the table, and they're yeah. planning on re-signing Harden to a short-term deal. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it, it just sounds like if we can get Tobias off the books um, and send him to the Wizards, I, I would be down to trade everybody except for Maxi, Harden, and Embiid to go get Bradley Beal. Uh, we were kind of touching on that yesterday with the Mavericks, but we'll be on the Sixers here. I think I think Tobias Harris, Thibel, and a pick is better than what the what the Mavericks can give her. A lot of teams, honestly. Because, I mean, Tobias Harris did play a lot better this postseason. Um, it's really just he he can't – he, he uh, uh, Tobias Harris, he, he, he's just not he, – he can't stretch the floor enough, at least, I would say. So, he is – and Thibel can't shoot, so he's a liability. He can't play on offense. Um, I would throw Shake, Furka. I'd throw, I'd throw the kitchen sink at the Wizards to go get Bradley Beal. And then that's uh, a great that's a great phrase. I'd throw the kitchen sink. Yeah. And then I would love to like pick up like a mean guy, like a PJ Tucker, like a Morris twin, 
Ooh, I would love yeah. to give Pat Beverly, but I mean, I think we'd have to give uh, some stuff up for him. So, um, <laughs> but we need a mean guy. We need somebody with some attitude. You need a dog. Give me both the Morris twins. They're from Philly anyway. Here's the um, thing: Celtics, Celtics have Celtics have Marcus Smart, but I don't, I don't. I think his bark is worse than his bite. I think the Celtics are missing that dog, which is why I don't think they'll get it done. Well, I I, I also think. Uh, I've, I've always said he's uh Patrick Beverly's like a wish version of Marcus Smart. <laughs> but I think Marcus Smart is more of like a he's like a better actual NBA player. Oh yeah, but Patrick Beverly has the better dog. Like you know, he's what I mean? the better like dog mentality. The 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 best example of an NBA dog with skill is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, PJ. I'm not even talking about Jimmy dog. Butler and PJ Tucker. Yeah, PJ Tucker for sure. He's a dog. Uh, the the Morris twins for sure. Man, if you had both Morris twins, the one actually can play, and then we'll have the other one go in and just punch somebody in the face. Yeah, so Marcus Morris will play, and then Marquis. Yeah, he'll he'll just go in and punch somebody in the face. So. Right, right. But yeah, no, Um, I think we throw the kitchen sink and get Bradley Beal. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, would you? Would you? uh, I don't think the Wizards. I don't think the Wizards would do it. But if the Wizards were like, we want Harden, would you trade Harden for Beal? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So you'd throw the kitchen sink in to sign and trade with Harden? Yeah. I would throw everything minus Embiid and Maxi. All right. Embiid and Maxi. Fair. Fair. Um, speak, you, you, you mentioned it. The Mavs. Um, the Mavs somehow utterly bamboozle and hoodwink the Rockets and steal Christian Wood. Just steal him. Uh, I, I personally, I was talking with my uncle. My uncle said that uh, Christian Wood uh, has has the potential to be the next Chris Bosh. Um, what do you What are you thinking about that that pickup by the Mavericks? Um, I think it's a great pickup. I mean, they really just gave away uh, they gave away expiring contracts and a and a pick in the twenties. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's a steal for them. I, th- I think I think Wood's only there for a year though, so they'll have to re-sign him. Um, but he he he's definitely going to add a lot of uh, a lot of stuff for the big man position for them uh, after obviously Przingis and Kleba and the other guy Powell are not are not it obviously Powell Dwight Powell yeah they're they're not it you know what I mean so I think I think it's a great pickup. Keeping Dinwiddie still, Jalen Brunson's their really big question mark. Trade to him get, to, to get Bradley him back. Bradley Beal, trade him. Like I said, I think there's a lot more teams that can throw more than just a Jalen Brunson fart in the wind playoff run. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I don't know. I, but I do love the Christian Wood uh, pickup. It's great keeping keeping really all your all your role players around it and picking up another role player really but a better role player so i i really like that um i think it'll be fun to watch them and i mean they, they went to the the conference finals with uh with basically luca just carrying a bunch of role guys so i like it i think christian wood is going to be what they thought porzingis was going to be and christian wood i think on a good team he can be an all-star and i think Kind of like how this, like what everyone expected with DeAndre Ayton to become an all-star this year. 
I think Christian Wood has that potential. He can give you 20 and 10. Um, maybe his defense isn't all there, but offensively, he just fits perfectly with uh, with Luca. And I think he's going to have a lot of fun playing with Luca. Yeah, he's like a 39% three point shooter, too, so he can stretch the floor as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. Keeping what do you it think now? Wait, 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 what do you think now? Since I mean, you're you're, you're the you're the Mavs fan here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think it's a great pickup. I think they they didn't get hardly they didn't give hardly anything away for them, and um, they they got what they needed. They got another guy, a big man at that for um Luca to play off of, and um, I think I think this is. This is kind of like uh, it's it's kind of like the reverse of what they they did with um, with uh, Dirk Nowitzki, right? Dirk Nowitzki needed needed guards. He needed people that he could give the ball to uh, to go out and do the thing. I mean, obviously they got Tyson Chandler, so they upped the big man presence. But they got uh, Jason Terry, and they went out and they got um, Jason. Kidd. Uh, they they Jason went out and Kidd, got Jason yeah. Kidd. And uh, they had the, the the Jason duo of death. Tyson <laughs> <laughs> and Chandler was on there. Yeah, yeah, they went out. They went out and they won a ring. And I think I think it also. Sean Marion. It, it Sean also kind of that guy. Yep, the ugliest also, shot in the world. Ugliest shot in the world, but it was money, <laughs> money. Butter. Uh, and then the other, the other, the other, the other thing I I liken it to was uh, Steve Nash on the Suns. They needed a big. They went out. They got Amari. And uh, and I wish that team would have won. That was oh, me too. Watch. Me too. The the only the only reason they didn't was Kobe. Kobe was yeah. literally the, the 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 buck stops at me. But yeah. um, but yeah, no. Um, I think I think the 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 they did a, the the organization did a great job of getting Luca what he needs, and I think they can in the off season they can still add more pieces, and I think I think they're they went they went from being we are a guaranteed playoff team to we have the chance of being a legitimate contender. Yeah, I'd say they're, they're, they're a conference finals contender now, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and depending on the, and depending on the offseason, I, I think with this, with this, this selection, this, this pick, uh, this move alone, they're a conference final, uh, sure. But I think, I think if they, if they get some even more pieces when the free agency starts in, in, in in October, then mm. uh, no, Tim Hardaway no. didn't even play all year. <clears throat> yeah, like but he was hurt for the playoff run. Right, right, right. I think I, I, I think, feel like Mark Cuban has like one more trick up to his sleeve before the. I think starts. I think so, and then I think that makes them a finals caliber team. Keeping yeah. on, keeping it on the NBA, we're gonna move on from the from the Mavs. We're gonna move on to the Hornets. So do, mm. you, you guys, you guys want the good or the bad? Let's go with the good first. Good. All right. So the good is they have a new coach. Whoop. Noah's boy, Kenny Atkinson. Yes, sir. And I called this. I, I, I didn't say this was going to happen, but I said this is the perfect spot. And I think this is going to do wonders uh, for this organization. I think um, Michael Jordan finally found something to make this team worth a damn. Um, Let me get my small violin out for Noah. Kenny did it. <laughs> Kenny did a Kenny did a fantastic job with the Nets a couple years ago. You remember the Nets were a bunch of bunch of rookies and people trying to prove themselves, and they made it to the playoffs 
And you had you had players like Jared Allen, um, R- R- Russell, um, yeah, D'Lo. You had um, Joe, Joe Harris. Harris. Like all these players on one Dinwiddie team. Was on Din- Spencer Dinwiddie. You had yeah. You had a bunch of bunch of different guys um, on this team. Uh, Brown was on there still. Um, Lavert, 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 Karis Lavert. That was such a fun team to watch. They were they were exciting. They would dunk the ball. They would shoot the ball. They'd cross you up. They played kind of like a very old style of basketball. It was very like a vintage kind of feel. And then maybe it was just the afro on uh, <laughs> on uh, what's his the center, what's his name? Uh, I'm trying to think the center. Uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Maybe it was just Jared Allen's a- a- afro, but uh, yeah, no. So they they had all these players and uh, and. Kenny knew what to do, and I, I think, I think he got he got sidelined um, too soon. I thought there was there was great room for him to continue to do what he does, but they sold everybody and said, "Nah, we want to bring in the big guns." And then they got swept by the Celtics. So we'll see how that you know. He should he should him, he should still be coaching that team right now. He should still be coaching yeah. that team. Well, and that they shouldn't have blown up the team like they blew it up. I don't think there was any reason to go out. And sell everybody. Nobody is on that team that was still on that team except Joe Harris and Bruce Brown. Those are the, literally the only two guys that are still on that team, and that's that's pretty sad. Um, but but I think I think I I've been saying it from the beginning of this year. Uh, Kenny needed a a young team that he could mold that he could get to play his style of offense. And Charlotte is the Perfect fit for that. They have a young team. They're a fun, flashy team. They like throwing lobs. They like dunking. They like they shoot. They they've got Lamelo, who's just one of the best like young players in the league right now. And uh, I think he's got even room for more up. I think his I think his 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 improvement can only go higher than the clouds. I think not to say that he had a bad year, but I think he had a very subpar year for what he should have been. But that being said, he had a great year. And, um, and I think, um, I think it's going to be a great fit. I'm excited to see what happens. And I think this, this coaching pickup alone makes them a playoff team. Oh yeah. They, they definitely upgrade from a play into a playoff team. Yeah. And, and on the net, you would think they would have learned from like when they sold the house to get the, Boston Celtics, uh, old heads. Yeah. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and then they got Utah Jazz's point guard. I like to phrase it. I like to phrase it as you sold the house to get the louse. Yeah. I mean, literally, I would have thought they would have, I would have thought they would have learned their lesson, but I guess not. Granting the fact, though, KD and Kyrie, I think, are more in their primes than any of the other players were. Yeah, but not that far (laughs) off from that same comparison. Right, and then they gave a lot away, but uh, I totally, I totally agree uh, that Kenny Atkinson, though, on the Hornets side of things, is a great mm-hmm. pickup. I think we talked, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Noah called it. Um, he he was going to be a good coach for like a young team. He would, mm-hmm. I think, he would have been a fun p- coach for like a, a Hawks team with Trey Young. Or, yep. I think a, a young guard. Uh, is going to blossom with a, with a coach like that. Cause D'Lo went from, went from being a bust in Los Angeles to going and making a name for himself in Brooklyn with Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. So, and he, and now he's, and now he took that and he went to the Timberwolves and he made them a playoff team. So yeah. 
and and I think I think Lamelo already was going to get better and better every year. He's obviously yep. going to be better the the best ball. Um, but with Kenny Atkinson going in, it's going to be it's going to be a great pickup. Um, they got PJ Washington, they got Miles Bridges, they got a bunch of young young pieces, and I've been hearing they're interested in Miles Turner from the Pacers. That would be oh, awesome. That'd be huge for them. For them. So, I. All right, so uh, keep it moving with the Hornets. We're just going to talk about Montrezl Harrell real quick. Um, he got caught trying to traffic three pounds of marijuana. <laughs> I don't know where he was. I don't know where he was taking it to, but he was pushing pee. <laughs> uh, and he got I... caught, and he's facing uh, felony charges right now. All right. So the the simple the simple fact of it is, he shouldn't he shouldn't be in the situation he's in legally in our country for what he had. I don't think marijuana is that big of an offense for for people to get incarcerated over. But at the same time, if it's illegal and you shouldn't have it, don't be a bozo. He's being a bozo. He got caught. He should get fined and maybe suspended for a couple games. Move on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go back and just talk about Zach Randolph. A few uh, back in 2017, he was uh, <clears throat> he was uh, caught with two pounds, and he didn't get any uh, didn't get any jail time. So I think uh, I honestly think he'll be all right. But as long as he doesn't doing? have Amber Heard's lawyers, he'll be all right. Right, right. But, but what, what are we doing though? What are we doing? You know what I mean? It's it's three pounds of weed. You're a millionaire. You can get that stuff brought to you, right? Pay, right. pay, pay a little bit of an <laughs> the, the plug the plug can't it. drive to your house right that's what i'm saying like you don't want to <laughs> give them a little extra bill a few bills so you don't have to be in a situation where you're driving around with three pounds you bought three pounds it's going to be a million dollar transaction anyway right so like i i don't understand it i mean i, I we, do, do better yeah be smarter don't be a bozo. That's my. Uh, we should have a. We should have a bozo segment. Of yeah. D- don't be a bozo. That's, that's <laughs> right. But but I do agree with Noah though. Uh, weed is not something we should be looking down upon. But what what are we doing? Three pounds. What do you need three pounds for? For one, and why didn't you just get it brought to your house? <laughs> or or if he was the plug and he was the one delivering, just hire someone to do it for you. Like right. Plot right. Dude, no, no. But this should this should be a shout out to the league. Is Montrez Harrell like not getting paid enough that he has to be a weed dealer on the side? He's probably going to Lamelo's house after. <laughs> um, we're gonna keep it keep it pushing. Uh, you know, just like how Montrez Harrell's pushing P. We're gonna keep it pushing. Um, yeah, right. With uh. <laughs> Some more bad news just to get it out of the way. Uh, Deshaun Watson, um, he he's uh, not in a good spot right now. Uh, we we talked about talked about it briefly last week. Me and Noah, um, he had twenty four counts of uh, sexual assault charges against him, but two more people just came forward, and it brings it up to twenty six now. And last week when me and Noah talked, it was 24, but now it's 26. Um, I don't know. Do you guys think this is, like, a bad look for the, the NFL, the Browns, Deshaun? Like, do you think do you think they should be worried? Well, Deshaun Crosby, Bill Cosby's <laughs> grandson, he, uh, 
<laughs> kind of looks like he could he could be his grandson. <laughs> right, he, he got the receding hairline, all that. Well, but, you um, take the football and you put the football in the player's hand. Just uh, yeah, yeah, and we also put things in girls' drinks. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I think I think the Browns were ready for this. They 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 uh, signed Jacoby Brissett, who is a viable backup who can play maybe six games. If the Browns can get to five hundred while Deshaun is suspended, I think they'll be all right because Deshaun is still an elite quarterback, even along with all this bad, bad, bad news we have with him. But Ray Lewis killed somebody, for Christ's sake. And he still played in the NFL. So let's be real. He's not, I don't think he's going to get banned. He will probably get suspended. But I think, I think the Browns are ready for this. And, you know, Shame on Deshaun if this is all true, but I mean, if it's all not true, I mean, everybody's got to eat their words about it. Yeah, and I like, like I don't, I don't want to, because obviously we don't know all the details. I don't know if he's innocent. Don't know if he's guilty. But it's just like, kind of like with Montrez Harrell. It's like, why would you put yourself in a position? Right, you're a millionaire. But you're a millionaire. You're making two hundred thirty million guaranteed. I mean, go get a hooker. <laughs> yeah, mean. if if you're gonna if you if if you want if you want to be up to some antics like that, yeah, I guess that's what that's what that industry is is for. Don't no need to be a monster about it, right? I, or go I've, become Robert Kraft's friend. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, and and that's and that's. Oh man, it's just so aggravating to me that those people that, that that exists that people just do that. Like that's just it's it's awful that you get in a place in society where people in power abuse that power because that's mm. you know uh, the, the, it's you got twenty six now people that have come forward against this guy and then it because there's twenty six I would hazard a bet to say there's even more and um, that's just. That's just such a gross abuse of, hey, I'm famous. I'm going to do whatever the heck I want because I can and no one will care. And I'd like to be part of the group that starts caring. I hate this. I'm tired of seeing this in the news all the time. I'm tired of seeing this from players, from politicians, from whoever. If you're in a position of power over someone else, use it to affect good change. Stop abusing it. It's ridiculous. Uh I wish that the Browns would just buy out his contract and get rid of him, but he's too good of a player. I don't think they will. But I also think I also think that the uh, the press is too much, and I think they'll uh, like like you like you were talking about with me earlier. They they did sign they did sign a, a backup for him, uh, Jacoby Brissett, and I think Brissett is a serviceable backup, uh-huh. uh, way better way better than any of the three quarterbacks that the Giants have. <laughs> they'll, they'll be, they'll well, be I think right. the skills players that the Giants have would be a better QB than uh, Daniel. You could throw Odell in there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought say Odell or any of them. Yeah. Not only like is he too good of a player, his two hundred thirty million guaranteed. No team's gonna buy guaranteed. that. Guaranteed. Yep. Guaranteed. He he literally guaranteed every single dollar of that contract. And and it's like like you said, like like it gives like a bad rep for like the player but it's like i feel like it's just constantly the nfl like i know we talked we briefly talked about this last week too like 
every other sport you really don't like it has like their controversy and their scandals but it seems like the nfl it's just there's always something happening in nfl that's like so shady like not only like this right now you have the the dan snyder situation with the washington commanders mm-hmm. um him, there's so he, many situations like there's just, there's just so many situations like that's a whole ben roethlisberger played how many years with the rape charge yeah, and like people, like that people like gloss over it. Like people will remember it, but they'll gloss over it. And unfortunately, I feel like that's going to be another thing with the Deshaun Watson situation. Is like ten years from now, you're probably going to be like, oh, like Deshaun Watson, he was good. But then there's going to be those people like, oh yeah, well he did so and so. Kind of like how with Ray Lewis, like you, like you just mentioned it, he he killed someone, even though he wasn't found guilty of it. We, we'll still remember like that part of them. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it's just annoying that, like these people that make millions of dollars, they get to just get glossed over for something bad that they possibly did. And but that's not the thing that they'll be remembered for, if that makes sense. Yeah, the the only person they got right was Ray Rice, and they actually kicked him out of the NFL. But I mean, you, you got Adrian Peterson beat his kid. You got. Uh, Kareem Hunt kicked some girl in the head on camera. So, I mean, they, they it's like they live in the moment. We'll remember it for a week. And then it's, okay, all right, he's, he's, he's too good to kick out. So, like, he'll, he'll be back. We'll, we'll just forget about the bad stuff he did. The NFL. I, I, I'm always shaking my head with the NFL. Well, that's why Goodell gets booed everywhere he stinks. But you know what also makes me shake my head? Um who, who do you guys want to start with, Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams? Who do you guys want to start with? Let's start with the better receiver and Devontae Adams. All right, Devontae. So, obviously, you guys know, no longer on the Packers. He's back with his boy, Derek Carr, who, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated QBs in the league. But his his former college teammate, his BFF, um, his talking to the press, he uh, – made some comments about his reasoning for leaving the Packers. And to sum it up, he pretty much was tired of the, the Aaron Rodgers drama and he didn't really want to waste the rest of his career. Like with a developing Jordan love whenever Aaron Rodgers retired. And on top of that, he compared Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. He said, I believe what he said was that skill, like pretty much uh, skill wise, they're they're the same, and there's not that big of a difference. It, it, he pretty much put Derek Carr in the same conversation as Aaron Rodgers in terms of skill set. So, uh, what, what do you guys think about that? Go ahead, no, and let, let me hear what you because I, I think that repeat that for me. Did he just say he had uh, Derek Carr is just as good as Aaron Rodgers? Did you did you disconnect? I thought, did you disconnect? Did you really say that? Oh no, I'm I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Oh my goodness. Um, he, he, he didn't word for word say, it, but he, to sum it up, he essentially said they're like not that far apart. Go ahead. You know, I, 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 I you know, I, I pride, I pride myself in being the Stephen A. of this podcast uh, with my hot takes. I'm I'm the Skip Bayless of this this podcast. And I and I will I'll be the, the the instigator for for the sake of discussion. 
and say that I agree on the basis oh of. Oh my God! <laughs> I'll be the Shannon Sharp. Oh my God! <laughs> now you listen on the on the on the on the on the point of two counts. No, um, no, I've got two. I've got two points. One, one. Uh, Derek Carr has been injured more than he's played, and and I think I think if not injured. You don't know. I'm not saying he's a what if as far as all time greats go, but I think there's a lot of Raider teams that would have gone a lot farther if Derek Carr was healthy. And um, I think that uh, on the same note, um, they also have never found a coach that could figure out how to get it done in Oakland. And as soon as they found a coach, they found out he was a racist and a terrible person and all these things. Uh, so they got a new coach, and I guess he's a good coach. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the other thing is, too, Aaron Rodgers. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're just going to gloss over the fact that you called a former Patriots coach a good coach. Who? Josh McDaniels. He's the, he's the Raiders coach. Well, I was talking about the- Yeah, right now. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about this here. I was like, oh, wow, that, that's a first. He, he just called the Patriots coach a good coach. I've never, I've never said Bill Belichick wasn't a good coach. That's never been. I've, I will, I will go down on the hill of Tom Brady not being a good quarterback. But oh my Bill God. Belichick Let's save is this a, for another podcast. Uh huh. Uh-huh. No, but um, but but then the other, and the, the the flip side, the flip side. What aside from aside from regular season records, um, what does Aaron Rodgers have that doesn't make him equal to Drew, Drew Brees? What puts him on? What puts him on this pedal? He has what one one Super Bowl one. He's won. He's won one, been to two, right? Or is he? Has he won one and only been to one? Has he won the one that he's been to? Yeah, he's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So he's won one Super Bowl. I I don't know. I think I think I think I would say I would say Derek Carr is one Super Bowl shy of being on the same level. Wow! I think, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I think I think he's one Super Bowl shy of being on the same level. I think I think this is a very interesting take. I think it's a hot take, but I like it. All right, let's shut this shit down real quick. Because what are we talking about? The two we got a quarterback that has been back-to-back MVP. He's also, I'm pretty sure, this is his third time being MVP. He's a Super Bowl MVP. And don't put Drew Brees' name and Derek Carr in the same sentence. This is craziness. Are, are, are we real? Are we really thinking that Derek Carr is even remotely close to Aaron Rodgers? This this is a joke. Aaron Rodgers has led the league in best pass to touch uh, touchdown interception ratio for years. Almost every year he 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 uh, is the is the best quarterback. And with QBR, he's one of the best quarterbacks. And we're talking about Derek Carr? No. Do, do you do you think Derek Carr is a top ten QB in the league? He could be debatably eleventh, like 12, 11, 10. But he, Aaron Rodgers is top three. Uh, th- th- we're kidding, right? We're, we're no, no, I'm not. Are you are you top three if you can't get the job done year after year? Derek Carr doesn't even get to the playoffs all the time. Are you t- are you top are you top are you top? Are you top three if you take the check when you could go anywhere else and win a ring? Statistically, he is a top quarterback. Derek Carr, not so much. This, this should not be a conversation. <laughs> well, 
What do you think, Dan Marino is a bad quarterback and he never won a ring? Okay, well, come on. That, no, that, no, 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 no. no so then is not even in so then, a so equal conversation. If, if Dan Marino, if Dan Marino is considered an all-time great, then so could Derek Carr. He didn't win a ring. Oh my I'm lord! Look at stats. No, 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 no. It's I'm not going stats. To, it's, a, I, it's not stats. It's about skill. He'd have. No, Derek Carr is not a Dan Marino, an Aaron Rodgers, a Drew Brees, and anybody in the top in the top tier quarterbacks. Derek Carr I'm just is saying, a, I, all right. So, so he's not on, he's not he's not on their level, even if he wings a, if he wings a ring. No, he has to give me he give me thirty five to forty touchdowns this year. Well, you you made a well. He's going to get thirty five to forty five this year. Oh my god. All right. You're, well, you're telling me you're telling me him and Devontae Adams is not gonna equate thirty-five to forty-five touchdowns. I do not think so. Oh, De- Derek Carr is that good. Derek Carr is gonna have a career year this year. I know. And he'll show you and he's just as good oh, as Aaron Rodgers. Here, here's a tip for all you fantasy players this year. If you can get that Devontae Derek Carr combo, you will win your league. If he has a quarterback rating of under 85, I'm going to bring this conversation back up thoroughly. The rate, wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. So the Raiders, they're going to make the playoffs this year. In that tough division, I think they're going to tough it out and make the playoffs this year. Can, can we agree on that or no? No. No? Eh, maybe. Maybe ish. But that division, you got the Currently, as it is right now, with the acquisition of Russell Westbrook, that division is the toughest division in all of football. Yeah, I think the Chargers and the the Chargers, the Chargers and the Broncos the, are better the, than the Raiders. The Chargers, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no the Chargers are not better than, than the Raiders. One hundred percent. Justin Herbert is better than the Raiders by himself, but the that, rest of the Chargers that, organization is not. That Chargers defense is looking kind of scary. How? They have so many pickups this year. No, JC Jackson and Khalil Mack, those are two big, big, big pickups. They're also old. JC Jackson's Jackson? not old. No, but Khalil Mack's old. He's done. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I, I, I think Khalil, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack okay. window All right. is closed. All right, so uh, let, let's keep it going with the hot takes. And I, I know Jay's going to get riled up over this one. So, so we're going to transition over to Tyree. <laughs> Tyree Kill. So, you know, Devontae Adams talked about his old QB. Uh, Tyree Kill talked about his old QB, too. Um, the press asked him, who, who, who does he prefer, Mahomes or Tua? I think you guys know where this is going. Um, so, he was like, well, in terms of arm strength, I'm going, obviously, like, I have to go with Mahomes all day. But then when he got, he was like, but in terms of accuracy, I think Tua, I think Tua is like pretty much Tua is more accurate than Mahomes and that he throws like one of the prettiest balls he's ever seen. And pretty much that essentially he preferred Tua over Mahomes. All right. I'll, I'll um, come at it. I'll come at it with an interesting angle, providing the, the, the devil's advocate. Just what uh, I thought me and Noah might actually agree on this one. No, no, no. I, I'm a. <laughs> I've I've never been a Patrick Mahomes guy. I've never doubted his skill. I think he's great. Mahomes is the Kyrie Irving of the NFL. 
His his handles are the greatest in the sport. He's going to win one to two rings all time. But at the end of the day, you're still going to pick another quarterback. Uh, what do you have to say to that, Jay? Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. Um, I, just going on the Tua thing, that's an absolute joke. Um, I mean, come on. You Do sound like you but, don't have the energy to get riled up for this. <laughs> well, because I, I think this one's just blasphemy. I, I think I think that Derek Carr is a be- like Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers is a better comparison to Mahomes and to a tug of Oh that's- yes, no, on that on that on that same beat, I will say the the the, the quarterback in question. No, get out of here. But if but if but if Hill ended up on any other team, I think that's interesting because I I do think that Mahomes is ever so slightly overrated in the same way I think Kyrie is. But at the same time, they have the skill to back it up. I just I don't know. I just there's something about Mahomes that I've never really latched on to. Maybe it's his Muppet voice. I don't know. Yeah, he's got the Kermit voice. Um I think the the craziest thing about that take though was he made it seem like Mahomes isn't accurate. I think Mahomes is one of the most accurate QBs in the league. If you looked at a lot of his interceptions this year, they were off of tip passes, like from Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, just like dropping passes. Yeah, and also to kind of just Noah thinks uh, Mahomes is a little bit overrated. I mean, this is really the year we'll see because he doesn't have. Hill, but he has like a bunch of decent receivers, not a uh, electric speedster. And but he still has Travis Kelsey and all, so we'll see. But I, th- I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. And for, if, I mean, it's just a cop out, and it's just it's it's just Tyreek Hill trying to make his new quarterback look good, which obviously we all have two eyes, right? We all can see. We're not Stevie Wonder here. Uh, to a tongue of Lyle, I cannot throw the ball down the field. And, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty much a joke if you're going to compare to it and Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to go the Noah route and be a devil's advocate. I think the Chiefs, in that tough division, no Tyree kill. Mahomes gets exposed this year, and they don't make the playoffs. I don't see that at all. I, I see. Uh, they I'll had further, a great draft. I'll further, I'll further my uh, Kyrie comparison. Mahomes this year will be Kyrie going to Boston. Wow. I think that but, wouldn't that be. I feel like Tyree Kill would be that comparison. One no, 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 no. Because Mahomes didn't Mahomes, go anywhere though. No, he doesn't have to leave. It's it's this. It's the skill. It's the getting exposed. He had LeBron. Okay. So, okay. so I totally disagree. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. He's going to make do. He still has the best tight end in the league, receiving-wise at least. Um, I mean, I, I think that division is a lot tougher, but I think the Raiders are by far the worst team in that division. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. We, we'll, get, we'll get a better look as we get closer to the preseason, which isn't that far away. No. But let's just start transitioning into some Major League Baseball. Because I'm doing a segment right now, who's hot, who's not. And I just want to ask you guys who's hot and who's not. And I got want you guys to pick one team, one who's hot, one who's not. Tell me why they can stay that way or how they can turn the season around. 
So who, who wants to go first? I will go first, man. And the Yankees are hot. Man, they are scolding. If you touch the pot, if you even looked at the pot, you'd get burned. They are 46 and 16. In their last 10 games, they're 9 and 1. They're 18 and 9 away. They're 28 and 7 at home. The team in their division that's second place is nine and a half games back. Nine and a half. That is astronomical at this stage. This is like early on. Normally, early on, you have like Really, three teams that are super close. The Blue Jays are nine and a half. The Rays are 11. And the Red Sox are 13. We won't even talk about the Orioles because they're not a real MLB team. <laughs> but the the uh, the Yankees, I, I just, unless every single player deals with an injury at least once this season and knock on all the wood I have in this freaking room, uh, <laughs> they, they are not going to go anywhere. They're not going to change. And I think they only get better. I think they only get better. They they have not in the games that they have won, the pitching has been great or the batting has been great or they've both been great but they win two nothing. And there's there there is a level of excellence that this team has that I've lacked and I've not seen from a Yankee team in years. Just years. The Yankees are they're not they're not trying to hit for the fences. Do they hit a lot of home runs? Poof! Yes, they do. They probably hit more home runs than more teams I've seen in a very long time. But uh, th- that being said, they're not trying to. They're going to hit the base on ball. They're going for doubles. They're going for steals. They are playing Yankee baseball the way it's supposed to be played. And honestly, barring crazy injury, I think they only get better. And I think – they're they're a shoe in for the World Series at this point. Well, well, how about this? Aaron Judge, he's on pace for sixty five home runs this year. He's a machine. And the Yankees, as a team, are on pace to break the uh, Mariners' record and have one hundred twenty wins this year. Yeah, I mean Aaron Judge is a freaking tank this year. So, so who do you think? Well, you said you said the Yankees are hot. So who's not hot right now for you, Noah? Man, who's not hot? The freaking Oakland Athletics. They're 22 and 43. They have a worse record than the Orioles. <laughs> than the Orioles, bro. They have the least uh what is the, the, the they have the least like winning percentage of of all teams in the major leagues. They're 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 just they're 22 and 43 as I said. They are um 18 games back, which you know, the war, the Orioles are 19 games back. So I guess they have that, but they they the Athletics, they went from being a franchise who was in competition for their division every year. Uh, in playoff hunts every year, and they looked like they were poised to become a like a um, year after year threat to win it all, and they somehow evaporated into nothingness, being less than the Rangers, the Angels, and the Mariners. Um, it's it's uh, the, at home. They're seven and twenty three. How are you seven and twenty three at home? That is abysmal. 
They're 15 and 20 away. They're a better away. They're a better road team than they are a home team. Uh, they're they're my pick for for who's not hot just based off of the 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 fall. They were so good for the last five six years, and they've just dropped off the face of the freaking planet. It's crazy. All right, what what about you, Jay? All right, I mean the Yankees are a great pick. I mean, I figured you'd pick them, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'll go to the NL East. Um, I'm throwing the Phillies in there as an honorable mention. I'm just gonna say they're eleven and two in their last thirteen. They are up seven to nothing right now against the Nationals, and they have five against one of the worst teams in the league coming yep. up. And, and when we when we when we start this uh, this NBA game, the uh, the game will be seven seven, and then they'll lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that right now. Let me live on my mountain right now. But that's just not mention that. You know, I need to throw my team in there. But they're playing great baseball under uh, Rob Thompson, Joe Girardi. Get out of here, you stink. You don't got Mariano Rivera coming in to close the game out every game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say my hot team though is the Atlanta Braves. They've won yes. 14 straight. Ozzy Albies also fractured. I think it was fractured his hand or his finger or something. And they're still winning games. Arguably one of the best second basemen in the league, and they're still winning games. 14 straight. I mean, it's mind are- it's mind boggling to me too because it, it seemed like they almost sold the house uh, like a year or two ago, and they somehow rebuilt. Fast and better. Yeah, I mean they they got rid of uh, arguably one of the best first basemen in the league, Freddie Freeman, and brought in Matt Olson, and he's doing just fine. Uh, obviously, they have one of the best center fielders in the league, and Acuna. Uh, their staff's pl- pitching very well this year. Uh, yeah, the Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. are absolutely cruising. They were below five hundred. They've won fourteen straight, and now they're ten games above five hundred. So they are think, absolutely balling out. Do you think they maintain that? Yeah, I mean, Atlanta usually gets hot at some point. Atlanta's never really a bad, bad team. Fair. I feel like the Mets will fall off eventually. They, are, the, the, they, they always do. Don't worry. They always Draining do. Draining the fact, though, that DeGrom and Scherzer are hurt and they're 6-4 and four in the last 10, so they're not playing bad still. But um, that, that NL East could be a fun time. The NL wild card is going to be fun. But my bad team is the Chicago Cubs. I mean, they're they lost ten straight. They got shellacked. I, I wanted I wanted to give it the honorable mention just to the Cincinnati we we Reds put up we put up eighteen on the Cubs. Woo. Yeah, but they they've lost ten straight. They're twenty three and forty. They have the same record as the abysmal Cincinnati Reds. So. I mean, they're, they're my bad team. And, I mean, Cincinnati and the Cubs, the Orioles, the, all, them type of teams, the Nationals, they're all going to be fighting for the number one pick this year. So, but the Cincinnati Cubs uh, – Cincinnati Cubs. Chicago Cubs are my uh, bad team, and I think they will definitely keep at it because uh, yeah, they, 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 they traded away Rizzo, Bryant, all their guys last year. So, I mean, they're just – they're trusting the process like uh, one of my teams uh, did. I guess. <laughs> well, my teams this week, I'm going to stay in the NL East for uh, hot. Uh, the Mets, even though uh, they've been 6-4 and four in their last 10 games, that's not terrible, but not definitely not as good as it could be. But I say they're still hot because they still hold a firm uh, five-game lead over the Braves. Mm-hmm. And I think the NL East is going to come down to the wire. Or even at some point, who knows, the Braves might – stay hot and the Mets do what they do, that disappearing act every year, and uh, come back down to earth. 
But I think that's highly unlikely, especially if they get Scherzer and DeGrom back soon. Uh, I think that's they're gonna the scary stay. part. They're still maintaining without the two best pit one, two of the best pitchers in the league. Yeah, and then when they get back, it's gonna be a scary sight uh, for whoever they play. And they have a pretty, so I think they, I'm pretty sure they have a pretty soft schedule too. Um, but my cold team is the LA Angels, opposite mm. of the Braves. They just came off of a 14 game losing streak, and it took a uh, Otani. I believe he hit two home runs in the game to uh, power them to victory. And who who was their manager? Tony? Uh, was it Joe Madden? Joe Madden. Yeah. Okay. So even when they fired him and brought in their interim manager, he couldn't get the job done. And it's like the Angels do this every year. They have like so much talent. Just the wait. Like I think Otani's wasting his talent with like the Trout Angels, well. like Trout. Even though Trout's not there half of the time, but still wasting talent over there. So that's that's who I'm gonna go with uh, for my my cold team. There you go. Did Did you hear uh, Joe Madden before he got fired? He cut his hair into a mohawk to try to like I guess, I guess like to bring like a mojo to the clubhouse, and then he got fired like the next day. Imagine wasting your. Imagine like you did that for the team. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's like, exactly yeah. what he did. Now he's sitting at home with his freaking mohawk like an asshole. <laughs> um, so this is our twentieth episode, as we mentioned in the beginning of the year, and we wanted to uh, sprinkle in some fun. As you guys know, we love sports. Obviously, we have a podcast talk about sports. We love talking about sports, even when we're not on the podcast. But when we're not talking sports, we actually talk a lot about movies. I, I'd like to say that we're all movie heads. Noah's an actor, voice actor. Yes, uh, sir. Follow his TikTok. He, he makes some great content on there. I appreciate um, it. I, I just want to know. I, I, guys... I love, I love, the, I love the, 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 the baby Trump. That shit it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> uh, if, yeah, if you want good Trump impersonations, this is your guy right here. He's spot on. Um. <laughs> What's your What's your guys' top five movies? I want I want to know because we we talk a lot about movies. Uh, I know recently we've been giving Jay a lot of suggestions. It's mm. been like on a movie binge. So let, let's start with you, Noah. You're the, you're the you're the actor. And we're doing TV shows too, yeah. T- TV shows, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. You can put that in a okay. conversation. It doesn't have to be in order. Top five. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So my favorite movie of all time is called The Magnificent Seven from 1960, and um, it's it's. I love Western. What the the genre of Western is my favorite genre for movies. Um, and as far as um, Westerns goes, that's one of the the best ever. It's just it's such a it has um, it has classic like repeatable lines. I can quote the whole thing back to cover to cover. It has a great story, great music, um, and for its time, it's one of those Avengers style movie where every the every every one of the actors in that movie is an actor that everyone knows in that. And it's so it's such a great it's such a great movie and it's so it's derived um you know four or five sequels and then they even did a remake with Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt a couple of years ago which is actually worth the it watch. Better. It's got Ethan Hawke. It's got Vincent D'Onofrio. It's a really good film. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, but but I love it because that in and of itself is a remake of a classic film called The Seven Samurai, which is a vintage Japanese movie. And it is a great example of how a movie can be remade and 
be done very well and or better. I'm not going to say it's better than The Seven Samurai because that is widely considered one of the greatest films ever made. But it is an homage to taking away to that from that film. And I think Hollywood can learn a lot from that. Um, my number two, I'm going to go um, to sports just to um, be relative to the podcast. Um, if you've never seen The Natural, it is one of the greatest movies ever made. It is it is brilliant. Um, it is uh, a, a movie about baseball, um, and it it is it it follows the life of a pitcher, um, and it's, it stars Robert Redford. It's Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, and Glenn Close, and it's just utterly brilliant. Beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Uh, it's about a middle aged guy who comes out of nowhere to play baseball with an unnatural talent and he's it's it's just great so the natural is up there um i'm gonna throw in another i'm gonna throw in a, a tv show at my number three spot i'm gonna go breaking bad uh breaking bad is just a brilliant piece of television if you haven't seen it please stop what you're doing and go watch it um that being said if you're uh not of a certain age uh it might be uh, too too uh, aggressive for you as it is about the making of a drug and the selling of that drug and a lot of violence that goes along with doing such business. But watch uh, it when you're said, of age. That being said, watch it the minute you turn 18. It's brilliant. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, everything about it is great. The cast, the music, the writing. Uh, it's probably one of the best well-written shows um, of all time. It's so good. Um, at four, um, I'm going to throw my favorite comic book movie of all. Superman with Christopher Reeve. Um, John Williams does the score. Everything John Williams touches is utter gold. Um, it's a fantastic movie. It is, it, it brings you a sense of just, ah, there is good in the world because Superman is around, even though he's fictional. It's just such a delightful film. Um, Gene Hackman plays a really good Lex Luthor and he even reprises that role. in I think two other films and I love that from him. Um, and at five, I'll go with another TV show, and I will go with Ted Lasso. If you haven't followed my Twitter, you can follow my Twitter, but I tweet about Ted Lasso pretty weekly. Ted Lasso is a gem of a show. It's on Apple TV. There's only two seasons. They're filming the third right now, and it is beautiful. It is about an American coach who goes over to the UK to coach a failing football team. And by football, I mean soccer. And it stars the one and the only Jason Sudeikis. And it is amazing because not only do you think like you're watching an actual uh, country bumpkin try to run a team, you feel like you're actually watching soccer players. And my favorite fact about this show is that if you Google the cast, most of most of the players on this fictional team were actual pro-level soccer players before they became actors. And so that just makes it even more realistic. It's a gem of a show. It's got some British vulgarity, but aside from the vulgarity, it's it's a 10 out of 10, and I, re- I recommend it to anyone. So that's my top five. Well, what about you, Dad? Well, I didn't really know how to do this. Uh, well, I, I didn't know how to do it. But I, I, I'll go a little quicker just because I have five Five movies and five shows. I didn't really know it myself. But I also said earlier that I 
had a hard time. I, I couldn't give you five just in a broad statement of movies because <laughs> I have so many. I got like I have so many movies. I would the next day be like, damn, I forgot that one. So I'm gonna I'm doing five uh, sports movies and sports TV shows. Um, and a lot of people are gonna probably say, hey, what you're you're missing some movies, but you know, it is what it is. This is my list. Uh, at number one. Field of Dreams is my favorite sports movie of all time. Uh, that one just holds like a special place just because me and my dad used to always watch it. Uh, mm. But uh, along with the the characters in it and actors, I mean, Kevin Costner does a great job. The great James Earl Jones. Oh, the yes. late great Ray Liotta plays Julius Joe Jackson. Mm. Great movie. Um, it's a very fun watch. It's family friendly, obviously. Fun great fact, Ray, Liot- Ray Liotta never watched that movie. Well, he should have because he did a great job. Yes, he did. <laughs> but um, at number two, this one isn't so uh, kid-friendly. Uh, Bad News Bears. A lot of my great movies are baseball movie. movies. I was a baseball kid. Uh, but Bad News Bears, I'm going to go with the one in uh, 2005 with uh, Billy Bob Thornton and all them. Yeah. Uh, it's very vulgar. So, you know, if, if you're a younger kid, I wouldn't suggest it. But it's it is hilarious when you become – a teenager, you can easily watch this movie. It, it's a very funny movie. Uh, and it also brings in the family-oriented stuff by the end of it, but it's funny. And it's I will say day. the original is also just as good. Great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I just wanted to go with my, my day and age, you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Um, a, a newer movie, uh, Moneyball. I seen this about a year ago. I no, mean, Brad Pitt yeah. does a great job. Jonah Hill does a great job. This movie is just an all-around masterpiece, in my opinion. Uh, the Oakland A's team was uh, like one of the cheapest teams ever. I think they were in the ballpark of the the Baltimore Orioles this year. Just a very, very, very low-paid team, and they made the playoffs, all that stuff. Great movie, great watch. You'll learn some stuff. You know, Brad Pitt does uh, Brad Pitt things. He's usually very uh, – very good at what he does. So uh, that is my third. Major League is my fourth. Uh, mm. This, uh, I'm going with the first Major League as well. Because there's like four or five of them, I think, at the end of the day. But Charlie Sheen, Wild Thing, oh my gosh. That, that movie just has me cracking up the whole time. And one of my favorite movie lines from especially a sports movie is, just a bit outside when, when uh, Charlie <laughs> Sheen comes in and throws the ball just about everywhere but home plate and into his country. <laughs> but, yeah, Major League is, uh, like I said, a lot of these are uh, baseball movies just because I was a baseball kid. But Yeah. Love Major League. Great movie. And number five, I don't really, I'm not really going to put any of these in order except for Field of Dreams being number one for me. Uh, but Semi-Pro, love the movie. I don't care. Um, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my God, you're leaving out Remember the Titans. All the... I'm sorry. I don't care. Um <laughs> Semi-Pro is number five, uh, also known as Will Ferrell, Jackie Moon. Uh, Woody Harrelson's in it. Uh, Andre 3000, the rapper, he's in it. Will Arnett. It's got a great cast. It is very funny. This is another one that's raunchy. Uh, so if you are of the younger generation, I would wait until least you're a teenager to watch that one. But it is hilarious to me. Will Ferrell's one of my favorite actors. Um, and if you need a good laugh, it's a, another great one. 
Yes. Uh, and we're gonna. I'm. I'll quickly go through these. Sports TV. Uh, uh, Blue Mountain State. Mm. Is mm-hmm. freaking hilarious. There's mm-hmm. only there's only three seasons, but they made a they made a TV show. They made a movie about it too. The, the show is just absolutely funny. Another another uh, vulgar show. So I mean, you have to be a little bit older to watch that. Winning Time, the Lakers TV show that was just out this year. That's a it great show. A great watch. Uh, John C. Riley does a great job in that uh, in that role. Who plays Jerry West? Uh, Broly. Uh, what what the heck is his name? Not Broly. Uh, Jerry West. Uh, not Jason. Jerry, not Jerry West. Uh, Pat Riley. Oh, playing Pat Riley. You'll you'll know you'll know him as soon as I find him. Uh, I feel like Pat I know Riley, Adrian Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah, and he do, he does a fantastic job. John C. Riley, great job, and honestly, most of the actors in that show. I mean, they casted the like a lookalike of Magic Johnson, honestly. Yeah, they uh, really did. Great, great show. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with Ballers with The Rock. Okay. Football show. Um, and The Rock is an agent. I watched that a few years ago, uh, but it, it's a great show. Very fun watch. Last Chance You. Uh, another one. This is more of a serious show and like a do- uh, like a docu almost. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a great show. It's a great watch. Netflix show. This one is another one that's a little vulgar. A lot of my stuff is vulgar here, guys. So it, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe be on the older realm of watching these shows. But Last Chance You, great show. It's a great watch. And then Eastbound and Down. Another great wow. show. I'm shocked you left off Friday Night Lights. It's my list. You know, that's why. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. <laughs> I know. No, I know it is. I know it is. It's your list. I'm just. People are, just... are going to shit on it because I didn't have that. I didn't have. Remember <laughs> the Titans? I didn't have Waterboy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really no, no, no. You're, no. And it's, you're entitled to your list. I'm just, I'm uh, just you know, it's a little my little. little oh. would, would Uncut Gems be considered a sports movie? Ah. Mm, I, I'd say no. Yeah, that, that's more of like a, I'd say like a drama. It, it okay. falls into the sports category just because it involves sports betting, but I don't think it is and a Kevin sports Garnett's movie. Too. Yeah, yeah. But Jeremy, what about down. you? What are your uh... Danny McBride? Movie? <sighs> so, I'm just gonna. This movie was split into two movies, but I'm just gonna consider it one. Um, Infinity War and Endgame. I'm a huge comic fan, huge nerd. Grew up reading comics. Uh, grew up reading or uh, watching the shows. To this day, I still do both. I don't care if people say like I'm a kid. I, I, I'll watch them. The the animes are fire. Um, it was probably the greatest cinematic experience I've ever had. Just <laughs> watching like everything you grew up with on the big screen was just like a dream come true. Um. Spider-Man No Way Home, I think, has to be up there. What just watching the your the three Spider-Man that you grew up with, just like in one movie, sharing the screen. I thought that was an awesome moment. Tobey Maguire, uh, love it. Oh, oh yeah, and honorable mention to to Andrew Garfield. He absolutely killed it in that movie. That he, his Amazing Spider-Man movies didn't really get the chance to like explore like that universe. But he got his uh, redemption in uh, No Way Home. Um, 
By the way, this is an unofficial top five because just like Jay, there's like so many movies yeah. and shows and stuff that I'm probably going to remake my list like every year. Um, mm-hmm. Bad Boys 2, definitely one of my favorite movies of uh, all time. Um, definitely one of the funniest movies of all time, in my opinion. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, I think they have great chemistry. And they're up there with like the best like comedy duos in um, movie history, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, transitioning to a TV show, The Walking Dead. Um, not it's not a show for everyone, and uh, just like Jay said, it's a uh, with his list. This is like a inappropriate show if you don't like zombies, you don't like blood and gore. Definitely don't recommend it. Kinda fell off season seven and eight, but season nine through I think they're on their final season right now, season eleven. Uh, um, reignited like the flair that it had in the first few seasons. One through and three is one of my favorites of all time. Season five is probably I, I no. Well, season five was my favorite, and then season nine happened with the whispers. Awesome seasons. No. Um, number five. See, this is what this is what I talk about when there's like there's so much. Um, I'm gonna go with movie so i'm gonna go with lone survivor mark Wahlberg military movie um it's about those uh those rangers that got stuck in the uh, middle east and they had to fight their way out and essentially like it's in the title the lone survivor mark Wahlberg is like the only one that survives and he basically has to take on the whole middle eastern army by himself and that movie will take you through a lot of emotions. I think it was one of the saddest movies I think I've seen. Um, and if you're if you're into military, I definitely recommend that movie. Mark Wahlberg absolutely killed it. I think he could have been in a nomination for an Oscar that year because he absolutely nailed that role. Um, up the bat, number five. Actually, and two honorable mentions: Scarface. Saw that mm. for the first time last year. Hello, my little friend. Saw it for the first time last year, and I was like, Woo. why did I never see this before? That was that, – that's definitely one of the best movies I've ever seen. And same thing with Kill Bill. Saw it for the first time last year, and I was like, wow, oh, really? what, what am I missing out on? And one last honorable mention, people are going to rank me for this. I ranked on people for watching, and then I started watching it, Vampire Diaries. Absolutely love that show. For a CW show, that, I think that's definitely one of the best shows I've ever watched. Well, you like Twilight too? I'm just kidding. No, no. And this 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 makes Twilight look bad. Like this this is what Twilight should have been. I'm just I'm just messing with you. No, no, no. You good? But yeah, those those are my uh my top five of my honorable mentions. I I feel like we could do like for special episodes do genres because it's just so hard to yeah pick, yeah yeah you know there, what I mean. Yeah, there's, there's too much. I could put I was I wanted to throw Game of Thrones, all the, yeah. all these other shows. It was tough. That's why I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go sports because yeah I yeah yeah. There, there, there's so much and um. We'll we'll leave it off right there. There's there'll probably be other episodes where we can do this. Um. So yeah, it was a good idea. Move. Good job. Good, good thought there, Jeremy. Yeah. And um, I'm going to put some of my acting skills on because I, I, want, I, want, I want you guys to rate it. I'm, I'm trying to get my Arnold Schwarzenegger um, impersonation on. It's time for our Jing <laughs> Gold. How, <laughs> nah, how was nah, that? Nah, 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 how was that? I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll give it a 6 out of 10. 
Hey, hey, that's good enough for me. I don't act, so that's good enough. <laughs> so it is time for our garbage and gold. Uh, we do this every week. So who wants to start? You can go ahead, Noah. All right. My goal um, is that the – I talked about this with Jay before we started the podcast, but my goal is that 2026, the World Cup, FIFA, the FIFA Council has decided that the United States will host – and it will take place in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen different cities across North America. So I will say uh, the majority of them are in the United States, which is why I say the United States. But there are three, three city, uh, two cities in Canada and uh, three cities in Mexico. Um, but there are. Um, uh, Philadelphia is on the list. New York's on the list. Boston, Toronto, Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, uh, Kansas City, San Francisco, and Los Angeles are all in Seattle are all United States uh, locations um, that will host the World Cup, which I think is amazing. Um, I love that it's also being spread out throughout the country. Um, it's a sport that I think uh, so many people play, not enough people watch or get excited about. And I think the United States um, needs a boost in uh, excitement for that sport. And I'm excited that they're, they're doing that. Um, and I, I'm going to try with everything to go see um, at least uh, one game the, of the U.S. if they make it that year um, with my cousins. And we're going to paint ourselves uh, in red and white and blue. And we're going to, you know, have fun and blow those giant horns that go... <laughs> And just, just go crazy because I think it's going to be a fun experience and I'm excited for that. So that's my gold. Um, my garbage um, is um, is probably the fact that um, the Celtics had to get to a game six uh, because they should have wrapped they should have wrapped it up in five. Um, and they've they've just they've just been abysmal. So I really hope that um, they can turn it around and get to game seven. Right. What about you, Um, my garbage is it would have been my last week, but I wanted to keep it, so I'm keeping it. But uh, my gold, oh my god! I know you guys aren't like the biggest UFC guys and stuff, like, uh, um. But this past weekend's pay per view, well, I've been watching UFC for the past, I would say, three years, four years, pretty much every weekend, consistently every weekend watching it. I'll at least mm-hmm. catch the results. But this past UFC pay-per-view, UFC 275, might have been the best pay-per-view slash uh, fight event I have ever seen. The The main event was Jerry. Jerry, I'm going to butcher this last name. It's crazy. Um, Jerry Prochaska and Glover Teixeira. And they were fighting. They were, they were going into the fifth round. It was tied 2-2. And then Glover Teixeira is dominating him. And in mm-hmm. the last 30 seconds, the other guy submits him. So, I mean, this the, the, this whole card up and down from the prelims to the main card was just absolutely awesome. It, it was one of my favorite cards I've ever seen. So much so much action. It was great. Um, and my garbage is Tony La Russa. This dude is a bum. Uh, he <laughs> – I mean, did you guys hear about this? There, there – it was the ninth inning, two outs. Trey Turner was up to bat. 
Oh, with two strikes, right? Yeah, and the count was one ball, two strikes. And he intentionally walks Trey Turner. And then in a one ball and two strike count. Max Muncy comes up, walks off. That is literally instant karma. Like, that what are is we doing? dumb. I didn't hear about did, that. Did, did you see the clip where yeah. you could hear the fan like say, there was two strikes, Tony. Yeah, like what are you like? Like Tony LaRusso is like an older, like an old head manager, but he's trying to be the new age analytic guy now. Like, what are you doing? One ball, two strikes. I get Trey Turner's a dangerous hitter, but you have two strikes on him. And then you go face Max Muncy and he walks off. That is the – I'm happy that happened. Analytics are ruining baseball. And Tony needs to st- step back. And if that – yeah, that's fireable. That is fireable in my opinion. So that's my garbage. Um, I'm going to start off with my garbage and then transition to my goal. So my garbage would probably be – I don't know if you guys heard – the uh, the Stanley Cup trophy, uh, LeBron was uh, eyeing it, and uh, he ended up touching it. And uh, I, it's a, I guess it's an unwritten uh, rule that you're not supposed to touch the trophy unless you win it or like you're part of the team that that won it. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of like trash, especially that's not your sport. Is like why? That's like. That's like if someone from the NHL just came and was like, "Oh, let, let me like let me start touching the Larry O'Brien Trophy." And the fact that like it hasn't even been shipped out yet, there's a reason it's in a container. And I guess he touched it because he wanted to like read all the names and like feel it and whatnot. But it's like, bro, come on. No, I don't. I, I don't like. I don't like that. That that trophy is a special trophy for all the players who have ever played that sport. Mm-hmm. It gets it gets bigger every year because every year they have to add a new ring to the top of it to fit all the players' names who were on the team that just won, which I think is such a cool way to do a trophy. That is so fun. Um and I think that's just I think that's just disrespectful. Um and I don't I don't see that coming from LeBron usually. He's usually a very respectful dude with uh, pretty wise takes and that's just an L. Fun fact about the Stanley Cup trophy, one staying great, even if they spell your name wrong, which they have many names and team names spelled wrong on there, they leave it there. Yeah, so, it's like, final. Like one like the Islanders, uh they misspelled the Islanders one year, so it is and they they forgot to add the S, so it's just Islander. The Islander. The, the Islander. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a TV show, right? <laughs> Um, and my goal for this week, um, I already told you guys, I'm going to let the viewers know. Uh, so I'm a mailman, so I'm always driving. So I always usually pop my AirPods in or put the radio on. I listen to ESPN radio and Bart and Han. That's my uh, favorite show to listen to on ESPN. Yeah. I love Bart. And they were taking callers today. And I was able to, I was able to get on the show today for like little two minutes, not even, um, it's not like it's impossible to get on the show or anything. It's like you literally just call. But the fact that they took the time out of their day to talk to me and um, take my call, I, I felt uh, – I was pretty hyped all day. That's pretty like, awesome. Usually, like, I'm bored all day, but I was I was cheesing all day. And I was like, damn. I <laughs> laughing, too, and everything. I was like mm-hmm, – That's awesome, dude. Yeah, but that, that's my – And that's way, my to, way to not be that guy who promoted his podcast on the ESPN. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> someone, did, someone did try that one time, and they shut that down. <laughs> yeah. They were, like, they were like, whoa, bro, this, this is our podcast, bro. He was like, this is, this, is our, this is our radio show. You can't be taking over our show. 
But hey, if you got to the end of this show, you are in fact listening to the Sorry Podcast. And this was the end of our 20th episode. Hell yeah, that was, that was and awesome. And many more. Yes, oh, ladies and yeah. Before we leave, Ray Allen's at the game. Oh, no, that's big. You can't get close to Kevin Garnett, right? They don't like each other. <laughs> I think I think they made up. I think they, they patched uh, they, their they beach. They it. They patched their beach at the seventy-five team event. Uh, good for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this was another episode. Wherever and however you listen to, thanks for listening. Uh, this was episode twenty. Episode twenty-one, soon to come. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Another yeah, great episode. Peace. peace. Stay blessed and all that good stuff. Good luck to your guys, Celtics. <laughs> Go Celtics! <laughs>